This week, we read the uh, Torah portion of Nasai, which is a direct continuation of last week's Torah portion, Bamidbar, where we dealt with countings, different types of countings of the Jewish people. We mentioned already in last week's message that first, um, Moshe Rabbeinu counts all of the Jewish people, and then he counts separately the Shevet Levi, the tribe of Levi. Now, interestingly, the tribe of Levi itself had two countings. The first time they were counted, the entire tribe, everyone from um, from when they were 30 days old, and that's what we discussed last week. And afterward, Hashem says, I want you to count them again, and this time count those who are um, of age to actually serve in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle. And interestingly, the, Shevet, the tribe of Levi is divided into three families. Levi had three sons, Gershon, Kahas, and Merari. Each one had different um, jobs in relation to the Mishkan, um, in what they did there. And therefore, each one was counted individually. They counted first um, the tribe of Kahus in the end of last week's Parsha, uh, all those men who were from 30 years old until 50 years old. That was the age of working for the Mishkan. And in the beginning of this week's Parsha, they, pound, they counted the second family, which was Gershon, and after that, the third family, which is Mirari. It's interesting, the word, the name of the Parsha is Nasai, Nasai, Yesresh, uh, uplift, raise up raise up their heads. Because this counting wasn't just counting, it was something to bring out or to show on their prestige that they were the ones who were working for the Mishkan, that uh, most uh, sought, you know, prestigious and holy job, and this was of this family of, uh, or this tribe of Levi. But within the three families, there's some differences of wording here. When it says to count the tribe, the family of Kahas, it says, Nasa Yesreish, raise up their heads of the family of Kahas. Then it says, um, you know, Nasai Yesreish B'nai Gershon Gamheim, uplift the heads of Gershon, the second family, them too, as if they're secondary, but they also, their their heads should be uplifted as well. When it comes to the third family of Mirari, it just says count them. It doesn't say anything about uplifting their heads. So here we have three countings, of three families all involved in the service of the Mishkan, by Kahas it says, raise up their heads. Gershon says, raise their heads too. Again, as if it's like secondary. And Mirari just says, count them without raising their heads. What's the reason for that? On a simple level, the Rebbe explains it the following way. The special um, significance of these families primarily was that they carried the Mishkan in the, in the desert. And in carrying the Mishkan, there was a difference between these three families. Kahas carried the holiest parts of the Mishkan, the vessels of the Mishkan, and therefore they carried it on themselves. They did not have any wagons or animals to carry it. They carried it on their own shoulders. Gershon carried already the, uh, they carried the uh, tapestries and the curtains. So this already, they did have some wagons and animals that they used. Um, a little bit they had to they carry it themselves, um, you know, taking it down and putting it up and bringing it into the wagons, but they also had wagons. Mirari, they did the heavy work and they carried the krushim, the planks, and they had wag- the most wagons and the most animals for the purposes of carrying the mishkan. So therefore, the most prestigious was kahas, because they carried it themselves. They actually did what's called avodas masa, the avod of carrying the mishkan. And that's why their, re- their heads are most uplifted. The, the prestige by them is greatest. Gershon is secondary. They use the, the carriages and they use the animals um, more so 
than kahas, and therefore, but they also carried, and therefore it says, raise up their heads also, them too. Mirari just used the animals and the wagons, and therefore they had the least prestigious of the three jobs, and therefore it says, count them, but it doesn't use that expression of uplifting their heads. That's on a simple level, on a pshat level, to explain the uh, wording of the verse and the three levels of prestige as far as their carrying is concerned. But as we've discussed many times, every year in Torah, especially when we're dealing with the Mishkan and the holiest of services, is uh, much deeper than on the simple level and has um, uh, symbolism and esoteric meaning and value with messages for all time. So what are these three levels of the, the three families who carried the holy Mishkan throughout the desert? And how does that pertain to us? And specifically the difference that one just carried it on their own, kahas, the other carried it somewhat on their own and somewhat with the assistance of the animals and the wagons, and the third family just carried it on the wagons with their animals. And to share one idea, we know, and we discussed many times, that our service in this world is really a combination of body and soul. We have a godly soul that's in, that comes from heaven and comes down to being clothed in a physical body, an animal soul, animalistic soul, um, and does its service here in this world. And typically we understand the godly soul comes to this world in order to correct and to refine um, and to bring holiness to the animal and to the body and so on and so forth. But at the same time, there's also the gain that the godly soul actually is a recipient and gains through its efforts in this world with the animal soul that we have. And how is that? In what way is the godly soul the recipient of the animal and animal soul that's within ourselves? And Hasidus explains, says, the godly soul has a very natural, basic connection to Hashem, a natural love for Hashem, because it comes from Hashem. But because it's natural, it's sort of limited, it's normal, it's regular. The animal soul is like an animal. An animal has a tremendous amount of passion. Um, the animal desires that we have are very, very passionate. And they're unlimited, they're super rational or irrational. And although that's negative when used for the animalistic, but when we're able to harness the animal within ourselves, that that too should be refined. That that too should have a godly connection and a love for Hashem. That it actually brings our love for Hashem to a much greater level. To the passionate, animalistic, super rational level. That's really the property of the animal within ourselves. So the godly soul comes from heaven, and the godly soul has a basic, normal, regular, natural connection to Hashem, and encloses itself into our body and animal soul. And it tries, and it, its, its effort is, that our animal should also begin loving Hashem and connecting to Hashem. And when it does so, the animal soul introduces a new level of fiery love and fiery desire in our relationship with Hashem. And then, the animal soul actually gives that off to the godly soul. So that the godly soul now also has a more intense and more passionate relationship with Hashem. Which it received from the animal soul. And finally then the godly soul is able to fully reunite to Hashem with the ultimate connection. That only the godly soul is privy to because it is really one with Hashem essentially. So therefore really we have here three steps. We have the godly soul creating that the animal soul should love Hashem, which is a fiery love. So now we have the fiery love of the animal soul. Step two is when the animal soul then 
gives of itself to the godly soul, then now the godly soul too has that fiery love together with the animal soul. So now they both have this fiery love and relationship and passionate connection with Hashem. And finally, step three, when it's just the godly soul uniting with Hashem in the ultimate, perfect, godly way. Here are the three steps of Gershon, Kahas, and Mirari. Mirari carries the, the Mishkan, the holy vessels, on animals, animals and wagons. That reflects harnessing the animal soul in and, bringing, and making it related, making it connect to Hashem. That's step one. So it's working with the animal, making the animal connect to Hashem. Gershon, on the other hand, both carries it themselves and with their animals. That reflects step two, when the animal soul actually gives of itself, and now both the godly and animal soul have that fiery love and connection with Hashem. And that brings us to the highest level of kahas, which reveals the intimate... Um, level of relationship that only the godly soul can have with Hashem, when through its service in this world it attains its high point of relationship with Hashem, that ultimate union of the godly soul within ourselves with, with Hashem himself, the holiest of service, the service of the godly soul itself. And therefore, in understanding the basic message of that, we have to understand that though we, of course, look at our animal soul and the animal side of ourselves and those passions and desires as something that has to be harnessed, of course they do. Yet we have to understand that when we're able to harness them, they're actually able to provide a tremendous um, uplifting to the godly side of us as well by introducing that super rational and that intense, passionate relationship that's really the property of the animal soul that's able to rub off, so to speak, on the godly soul and bring us to our greatest and deepest connection with Hashem Himself. Have a wonderful Shabbos.